you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. And again, the crowd begins to whoop it up. Patriot fans listening on 94.9 in the building, which is a closed circuit broadcast, trying to make a lot of noise. Third down and 12. Back to throw is DeLome on play action. Here's the rush. Slips one hit. Doesn't slip the other one. He's sacked back inside the 25-yard line. Taking the sack for the Patriots, Willie McGinnis. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Yeah, sure. We could have gone with a Deshaun Watson touchdown pass. We could have gone with a Duck Hodges touchdown pass. But you know what? Everything falls away because for the first time in the 2019 NFL season, 55 shadows are door ready to talk about his one team, the Patriots, and his other team, the Cleveland Browns. It's Willie McGinnis. What's happening, fella? I'm chilling, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Same to you, belatedly. Oh, We're right belated. in the middle of the sweet spot of the of the calendar, right? Yeah, we are. Because we now, now, even though you have to work for the next couple of weeks before you get another break, you know, nobody really cares if in the middle of the day you decide to have a little whiskey, you know? <laughs> is, that, is that your take on things? I'm drunk right now. I Are don't you? know. Yeah. I'm drunk with football. How oh, about I, that? Well, uh, I'm intoxicated with football. All right. Let's talk about it, 55. <laughs> and there's someone else in the studio here, 66 to, uh, to Kib. It's about week 13 and look ahead to week 14. And I also want to talk a little bit about this 100th year team. Uh, um, and specifically the front seven that was just unveiled from the defensive side. But first and foremost, hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented as always by our pals over at Zaxby's home of the famous chicken fingers, wings and salads. Go get you some of them, put them in their belly. That's a good way to to honor the sweet spot of the because you got to fill your belly with something before it's time to yeah. feast. You know, at, at I'm surprised house. we don't have none here for your right. guests to just kind of you know. never, ever kind of feast on while we're doing the show. But I should have brought cool. leftovers in? No, fresh. Just have them deliver it. Just oh, like a listen. salad right now. I, you know what? Spaghetti. You got to get them on the line. The or closest, is that like wing or something? The, cro- the, the closest franchise we've looked into it is in Utah. Oh, wow. So maybe we could take a road trip. What <laughs> wow. do you think about How that? How does that help us here, <laughs> California? Listen. Culver City you, Studios. Wouldn't that be a nice collegial 10950 time? 10950 Washington Boulevard, Culver City. We just built <laughs> Whoa, don't give the away the address. Well, I'm just saying, we might, we might, might want to find a nice little location down the street and come in franchise one and have one right down the street mm. from us. I've had wor- I've heard worse ideas, and uh, you got that kind of juice, McGinnis. You could uh, you could make a call and make it happen. What maybe it saying? could be Willie McGinnis' uh, Zaxby's. Mm. What about that? Yeah, maybe we could all share it. Uh, what do you think? I'll chip in. I got like 50, 60 bucks laying around. <laughs> no, it'd be like a promo type thing. Like yeah. we, we, we Oh, I, we don't even it. have to put any money. No. No, we just put our names on it. <laughs> yeah, we put our names on it. Willie like McGinnis and some schnooks and running some other the guys. It'd be like a flagship store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right, 55 is here. We'll talk Patriots and Browns. And now let's also say uh, hello to uh, to our English pal. He is our resident Miami Dolphins fan, and he's feeling awful good. I kind of back a little bit back in. Well, you know what? I Listen. Was, I, I it, said I would take the season off, and and 
yesterday I tuned in for the first time to one of their games. Is that true? This That's is the, the first, first game time I watched? actually watched on purpose. They vanquished the Philadelphia Eagles. What gives? It's Handsome Hank. How are you, Handsome? I'm good. By the way, they look great as well in those uniforms. Let's just for sure. now, let's just throw out that the, the new Dolphin and, and get them back in those uniforms all the time. Because oh, well, they I'm look good doing it. Not going to get any argument from me. But let's so. start with, I, and, you know, I would love to focus in on what was, for me as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, one of my three favorite wins, I feel like, in the last <laughs> decade at least, to, to knock the Cleveland Browns back down where they belong alongside the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, at worst, no matter what else happens, to maintain some sense, you know, uh, some sense of order here in the 21st century. You know, Wait teams come I'm, up I'm, out of nowhere and fall back I'm down. I'm confused. So it, you're talking like the Cleveland Browns was the rivalry. I thought the Baltimore Ravens were They the are rivalry. the rivalry. The other two think that they're the rivals, and they're not at all. Well, we, I don't know, we know that by record and wins and losses and right. all those different things, but you're – you're happy to knock them back down, but I because thought they, they thought rock- they thought that this was their time was to like achieve a, a place oh, up okay. next to us. It was a two-week period where where <laughs> there was a rivalry again, and then that was just swiftly put to bed. What a victory but that would have been! Oh, you 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 might be able to beat the Steelers with with uh, their third-string quarterback and without their starting running back and without their uh, one viable wide receiver. You might beat that team, and this is going to put you on the Steelers' level. I don't know what that even would have ultimately accomplished, but we don't have to worry about that now. Now let's talk about Sunday night football. Let's though, do it. Because that, I think, is what most football fans are talking about above all else right now. I mean, you know, let, where where to go? Handsome. Ask Willie a good question here because I have a bunch of questions and I want to make sure I don't raise his ire with my first question. <laughs> Does the, so the, all right. My first one is uh, it's purely from a selfish standpoint. I'm I'm excited. I'm going to the to the Patriots uh, Chiefs game this Sunday right. in, in uh, Foxborough. How 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 do you expect that team to bounce back from what happened on Sunday night playing against a, you know in a big game rematch of last year's AFC Championship game? What do you think they're going to come out and 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 be like on Sunday? Well, first you got to give a lot of credit to the Tennessee. I mean the Titans, um, the Titans, the, the Texans, Texans right. uh, the Houston yep. Texans. They did a phenomenal job on both sides of the ball of scheming and going in and handling their business at home against the Patriots in all phases of the game. Um, Historically, the Patriots have bounced back pretty well off a loss, especially mm-hmm. being at home. Now, in saying that, that's when things were pretty much clicking, right? The offense was clicking. The defense was, was pretty much playing solid, special teams, all those different things. But it's a little different dynamic right now offensively. This offense isn't in sync. Um, the chemistry is not there. There's some frustration going on. And when you're playing against a team like the Chiefs that can score a lot of points – um, you either got to come out and keep them off the field, run the football, play great defense, expect to get some turnovers, um, or you're going to have to score a lot of points. Right now, when you're watching the Patriots offense, you don't see that firepower there offensively. And, I mean, it's not a secret. They're frustrated. Um, some new players in new positions, mainly at the receiver position and a tight end position for that matter. Um, the only consistent position is the running back position. The O-line has been a little up and down with some changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're going to have to score points. So going against a team like the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes, knowing that they've come close a few times, they're going to come in with with trying to take it to the next level and beat the Patriots, like everybody who's the Patriots beat, right? Sean Watson was, what, 0-4? Now he's 1-5 against the Patriots. So I expect, like, the, the Chiefs to come in with to be optimistic, you know, with a lot of energy saying we can beat this team right now. And I expect the Patriots to say we got to figure out how to get out of this rut. We got to figure out this offensive thing. We've got good players. They got solid players, mm-hmm. but we have to figure it out because things are not clicking the way we want it to click offensively. Uh, you know, this we've had this conversation, you and me, Football fans across Football America for at least a half dozen years. Remember when, uh, coincidentally, they went into Kansas City and got whipped and everybody said, oh, that's it. And Belichick said, we're on to Cincinnati. And I don't know, what what was that, two, three Lombardis ago? I don't even know what it was at this point. Um but it, it does I don't I, I don't want to get seduced by this for the millionth time and, and say, all right, now it's over with. Now they're they're really in some jeopardy. But you it does feel like Brady is frustrated 
Yeah. Right? I mean, that absolutely. There's no question about it. And how much do you put on Tom Brady and his ability to football right now? Or is it fair to say, listen, he's just not on the same page with it. what you heard recurringly on Sunday Night Football was he's at well, only Edelman is his is a dependable target. No one else is. It well, seems like they have some capable, if young pass catchers. out he's, there. He's the most trusted. And he's the veteran who has the most time with Tom, so he understands the nuances of the adjustments within the game. He understands once the play starts to kind of extend where to go, what to do. Um, You saw pretty much Tom telling the receiver, like, when I'm moving out of the pocket, keep going. Like, he's throwing the ball where these guys need to be, if you're paying close attention. Yeah. He's throwing the football where the guys need to be. So he's actually teaching them while playing the game. But it's frustrating because you figure it's week 13, guys should know where to be. But when you have young receivers who don't have a lot of reps with veteran quarterbacks who make in-game adjustments, who knows how to improvise, and having that chemistry and that trust – it's difficult. I don't care what what receiver you are or what quarterback. We've seen it with Aaron Rodgers. We've seen it mm-hmm. across the board with a lot of different people until they get on the same page. Um, now, in saying that, that's not an excuse. You've got to figure it out. And Tom's not going to make an excuse. He's not going to sit up here and say, hey, we got three new guys at receiver and run it, you know, run an excuse from A to Z. He's just going to say, we got to get better. I've got to get better. He's got to throw the ball probably better. Maybe they have to simplify things. Uh, you know, Josh McDaniels, maybe we got to simplify things a little bit more. I saw some of that in the Texans game and guys couldn't get open. Can I, can I say about that specifically simplify? The, 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 uh, the drum I've beat for a year now, literally, right in early December, was Sony Michelle. Run him. The offensive line, I know that, that now they're down a center for a, a little bit, but, you know, the offensive line's kind of... Another center. Guy, know, Andrew's right. the starter, so that uh, the, the guy that went out was the backup. And, you know, well, the, you know, it's hard to overcome that, except right. that the 21st century Patriots seem to overcome any loss. Oh, oh Gronk's out? Well, that's it for them. That Oh, no. No, oh, they no, won the got, Super Bowl. Right. Um, but it seems to me that that's the remedy, especially and specifically in the short term against the Chiefs. You get right. I mean, they don't stop people from running the ball. Isn't that the the prescription for one week at least is to, is to bang on the Chiefs? Who did the Chiefs play this week? Raiders? They played the Raiders. The Raiders yeah. run the ball. Did Josh Jacobs yeah. run the ball pretty well? He ran it pretty well. Were they able to do that? Were they able to win? Eight? I mean, they got blitzed like 40 something whatever well so, right so my thing is it's easy to say all we got to do is run the ball keep no, i didn't think it's easy but keep Pat Mahomes off the field and stop but you still got so many other weapons you got to worry about offensively if they go out and score 40 are you still running the ball no the running game is eliminated because you got to pass to get back into the game because you're playing from behind right. all the running game does is take time off the clock so you've got to score quick and score fast. So now it's more up-tempo. Mm-hmm. We're going to spread you out, and the ball's got to come out quick, and we got to move, and we got to go score. So I'm not saying you want to get into a shootout with Kansas City, but I'm also saying that you got to have balance. If you're just saying we're going to run the ball and they know guys can't get open, then they're going to stack the box and say, okay, we're going to make you throw the ball. We're going to take this away from you. And as good as the Patriots are at running the ball, Sonny Michelle and, and, and White and all those different guys, a Burkhead, you still got to be able to throw the ball when it gets to third and manageable or whatever. And I think they understand that as a team. They're one of the best at making adjustments. They're one of the best at play design, understanding how to attack your weaknesses and all those different things. But I always say this. I say it with every single team, and I, and I, and I say it with the teams I played on. You can have the best coaching. You can have the blueprint to everything. You still got to have the players to go out and execute and carry out the game plan and play at a high level. And, you know, when people talk Hall of Fame talk and all those different talks, they oh, well, they played in a great system. We did. But you got to have the players to go out and execute. And I think that's showing. You got to have guys go out there and figure it out and make plays. Nikhil Harry, you got to make plays. Sanu, we know you're new over there. You got to make more plays. Okay, Myers, you gotta run you gotta run the right routes. The tight ends are new. You guys gotta figure it out. So there is no excuses. They've gotta figure it out. Everybody's frustrated. 
They know that they're a better football team offensively than this. The defense is great, but they can only hold up so long. And special teams can only do so much for so long. So you've got to put all the pieces together to be a great team. Yeah, def- yeah defensive touchdowns are probably not a winning strategy over the course of 16 games. Count on them. But, let's, but the- let's talk. I mean, that defense was through the first month of the season. Everyone was talking well, about like, this defense week. was amazing. Right. No, no, no. Up until, up until this week, they were the number one defense still in the league. But so it, it's full, it had fallen off a little bit through through the month of November. Falling off is giving, off, giving up 10 points a game. I, I t- I'll take falling off any day of the week. So you still you still believe in that defense as well, much no, as I mean, you did in September? I'm saying coming into the game last night, they were only giving up ten points. But normally, what happens with a Patriots team and is and they that led in a bunch of defi- a bunch of categories. They're number one. I'm with you, but normally what happens is they start off slower and then work it out towards the back end of the season. Do you feel like things maybe flip this year? No, I, I don't. I think this defense is still one of the best in the league. The only team that gave them problems teams now was the Texans and the Ravens. Those are the only two teams. And there are two of the top and, teams in the AFC. And the Chiefs might do as well, well the based Chiefs, on what well, you just well, said. Well, the Chiefs, they've always had a shootout with right. the Chiefs, but they found ways to win. You but know? those are three teams they're more than likely to see again That's, in January. I, I, always, I always say, Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin were great they're in the Hall of Fame because they made hay against the Marlins in July. They struggled when they got to high-end competition in October. I hear what Handsome's saying. They are 10-2. and two. Tom Brady is right, and I've never heard so What's much doom and gloom. What's the reason why they're 10-2, and two, though? Well, the but, defense, no doubt about right, that. Right, but the okay, doom so and gloom, Dallas, I've never heard such... The Dallas and all the other teams they yeah, played. Yeah. I've never heard so much sorrow around a 10-2 team <laughs> no, as, exactly. as, as the 2019 Patriots. That's right. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it's yeah. the expectations. Like, you can win. Like, I'll take an ugly, uh, ugly win over a beautiful loss any sure. day of the week. Yeah, yeah. Any day of the week. But if you're a competitor and you know that you can play a lot better and the expectations is way higher, I was the same way. I can go out. We can win by 30. I'm still thinking about the three plays I messed up on. Hmm. I could grade out at 90%. I'm still thinking about those two or three plays that I that I messed up on, and so the, those te- let's let's say that they you know they they've obviously lost to the Texans and Ravens. They're gonna play the Chiefs. We'll see what happens with that. They're gonna meet at least one of those still teams got in January, bills. and they still got the Bills. Yeah. They're gonna meet at least one of those teams in January. They will. How much, from your perspective, with Belichick as a coach, does that actually help them when it gets to it January? Does that help. They've seen. It, it, They've seen those teams before. It never helps to lose. Right. But it helps to play somebody so you can kind of be familiar with them. And the Patriots are familiar with the Ravens, not the new offensive Ravens, because this Ravens is Mm -hmm. different. Nobody's really seen this Lamar Jackson and, you know, Greg Roman offense and what they're doing. Um, It's pretty unique. But to get a sample size um, and and be able to play them like the Chargers did last year, you you become familiar. And you're able to make some type of adjustments, and you could have some success. Um, but in saying that, that defense is complementary to that offense. Right. So not only do you got to figure out the offense, you got to figure out how to score on the defense because they're that good on both yeah. sides of the ball. Yeah. All teams, I would say, in the, in the AFC are not as well balanced as those two teams. Yeah. So the Texans showed at home they play really great, but they haven't been consistently playing like that. But against that team, they're familiar with each other. Romeo, Billy O, Belichick, Josh. Like, there's a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, familiar faces and mm-hmm. people that's been in. And in we don't know if if the illness that you heard that required no two excuses. airplanes. No excuses. Man. I know you don't like. OK, I but, get it. No excuse. OK, but that maybe had a, a played a factor. There. If they played, they I hear out there. There's no I'm excuses. not making excuses. No, I'm and I, saying they won't. I, they I, we won't like as a former Patriot or as a football fan for any any 32 for any of the 32. I'll never make excuses. Like, if you're out there, then if you're out there, you're well enough to play. If not, get somebody 100% to go out there and fill your shoes. Well, there's nothing worse than when when, when after the game the guy's like, well, he wasn't really 100 Well, then he shouldn't have played. You can't hang your hat on that one. Now, I want to talk about this, though. and uh, But I will say about the Chiefs, this game is – monstrous for for the Patriots because the Chiefs don't have to have it but they're they do have an outside shot at well they, they don't want to be they don't want to be the force they don't want to fall well they're not going to blow the division at this point yeah and but, so, you, but you don't want to fall I mean no. you don't want to keep falling like you, you right. still want to you know you still you still want to oh I got you but right I, but but if it's massive for the Patriots because then they would only be one game up on the Chiefs and those two well, and the Bills, and the Bills have a really rugged path. They go, they host the Ravens, then they go to Pittsburgh, then they go to you guys. And so it's unlikely that they're going to be 3-0 and going into Week 17 hosting the Jets. But Count them out. Don't count them out. If the Chiefs win 
on Sunday and the Bills beat the Ravens, all of a sudden, like you, it's not inconceivable that the Patriots don't win the division. And even if they lose to the Chiefs and they slip up against the Bills, even if the Bills don't win the division, well, they'll split. They'll split with the. So they got Miami. Okay. They got Miami again. Miami so week seventeen. They got Miami. So they'll they could still win a division and they win the head up versus the Bills if they but have they the never, same record. But you know, I don't have to tell you they had to that head. extra week. You put them. They even if they play in Foxborough no, in the wild everything. card, and then they start going on the road. It's that's everything. a much worse. Dave, here's what it. Here's what it all leads up to. They're already the on Patriots the Patriots in Miami in February, and the whole story being no one believed in us. It's going to be the ultimate. No one ever believed again. No one believed in this locker again. room again. <laughs> but like more than ever, they're going to times a hundred. You know Brady or Edelman or somebody's going to leave something in the locker room in Miami in Week 17 and be like, I'll I'll see you again in five exactly. weeks, and that'll be the story. Yeah. Now, Willie, what do you think about this? Because Patriots fans get very upset with me about this. Do they? Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I what what I feel. If you're a diehard Patriots fan and you love the 21st century Patriots, and you're let's say you're a 33 year old guy or woman who loves the Patriots, all you've ever known is Tom Brady as your QB. Don't you kind of want? And it seems like he wants to keep playing. It doesn't seem like he's ready to retire. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll go off into the sunset with one more Lombardi. And I think if they would win the Lombardi, I think he would have enough sense to say, all right, this is the I'm, this, I'm good. This is the time I should leave. I, I, I'm not going to. That, that would put him one year out of his prediction because he said he wanted to play three more years. And that was two years. If ago. he did that, I think then of the Patriots fans would feel satiated, you know, more than satiated. But let's say it's anything less than that. And let's say they do win the Super Bowl for that matter. Or let's say they lose in the playoffs somewhere along the way. And Brady says, I don't feel done yet. I'm coming back in 2020. I think Belichick would say, hey, you know, this is a cruel business, Tom. But I kind of feel like the Patriots, if anybody in NFL history deserved the right to say, I'm coming back and I'll let you know when I'm going to walk away from from the Patriots. Like Peyton Manning did? Well, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much did in Denver. Not, but not with the Colts. And I didn't like when Colts fans uh, wore without, luck jerseys while Patriot while Man. He was still on the that, team. that stunk. Yeah, I, I thought that stunk that I, they did that. I and did, I, but when you draft the guy number one overall, no, that was that was Peyton I mean, was out, and then they were tracking to get Andrew Luck. Everybody starts showing up in twelve jerseys. Like Peyton's still on the roster. But, Are he still on the team? You're see, already doing this. That's here, disgraceful. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. When Peyton left the Colts. His playoff record stunk. Right. And Ursay was fed up with the playoff record. We have to do better than just winning a game or two in the playoffs. I know we got the one Super Bowl, right? But we've got to do a better job. The playoff record stunk. The regular season stuff was phenomenal. That's where that's where they became. That's where they went in different directions. You can't say that about Tom Brady. His, pe- his playoff record, his home record, his division record, going to I don't know how many Super Bowls, winning this many out of this many Super Bowls. I agree. Whatever you could think of. So I think it's a little different. And then what level are you playing at? I well, that, and, what these are the, and what you're playing with. These are right. questions for Bill Belichick. These are the questions. Those these are the, are the questions. questions for Bill Belichick. I agree with what you just said no, about I'm just Tom saying, Brady. I'm just laying it out there. Okay, so but, but does Bill Belichick agree with that, well, do you think? Best guess. He's rational. I think Bill Belichick will look around and say, okay, what's in the draft? What free agent? Right. Who's backing him up? Cam Newton. Who's backing him up? Like, what's going on? Cam Newton's having, you know, Cam Newton. All right, I'm trying to think of a good one. I I threw maybe. out I'm one example. Saying, I threw out was Andy Dalton. I threw out Andy Dalton. Yeah, I mean, what what is Andy Dalton though? What is resume? I I think here's what I think, Willie, and you, you know better than I. I just come over to New England. You probably know quarterback. Do that, you think it's that easy? Do Do I think that? Yeah. No. Okay. What I think is, as Thank I said over that. the weekend, no, I don't think that. No, see, everybody, t- the Patriots fans no, try to turn it back asking. on me. No, I was. It's not about this. Here's what I think, and you tell me. Listen, the history of entertainment and sports and everything. You know, bands break up because bands want to say what what you know. People within the band say like. I'm the straw that stirs the drink, and I want to show that. And I think... I want to be the lead singer. I think Tom Brady... I want to go off on my own and do a solo album. I think Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, deep down, feel like, I just want to see what happens without the other guy. I don't know. I can't I can't say that. I think they both understand the success they've had together. 
I think the chemistry, whether it's a family fight here and there, I think family always does that. I think understanding from an ownership to a GM, head coach, pretty much the guy who runs everything and a player, uh, uh, probably the most special player that I've ever played that position, I think that there is a little bit of that cockiness, a little bit of that confidence that, hey, maybe I can go into a different situation. I could still have success. Um, but you'll never know until you do that. Because we've had players leave. We, ha- we even had Mon- M- Joe Montana leave and go to Kansas City. I know, and that's always the what, one I point what, to is what, because was the he, success there? Patriots did fans get very upset with me when I say this. It didn't hurt uh, Joe Montana that Steve Young did well. No, because as you just touched on with the Colts, but you had to Steve, have Young Steve Young failed Young. In, in most postseasons. But you had to have a Steve Young. Right. That's the question. Where, there had to be someone waiting in the where, wings. Where is, where is that Steve it's Young It's not with Jared the Stidham. I'm just saying. So you've got to think of all those different Here's scenarios. the blind spot for super competitive guys. And as we always talk about, a key detail aside from superhuman physical gifts is, and chicken or the egg, they get outsized egos because they prove that they are dominant at every level as they grow up. I don't have to tell you anything uh, about that, that you then are imbued with this sense of, 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 physical dominance and I can make this work and that what blind spot that creates is and you see it a lot in in the heavyweight ranks in among boxers in general they have a hard time pulling the plug I can do this still at this age and they hang on for too long even Ali did that everybody does a lot of guys do that Tom Brady here's here's my math they you're from LBC. You're a Southern California guy. <laughs> yeah. You went to a college called Southern California. Wouldn't it be nice if your old pal Tom Brady there doesn't look like the Chargers are holding on to Phil Rivers. Whether you like it or not, uh Chargers fans, it seems like they're ready to move on from him. Maybe he wants to move out to back out to the southeast so his old man can watch him play for one season or two. Either way. The Chargers, and as we always hear, it's a big business. The Chargers are incented to make a splash in that stadium when it opens up in in September. Got to fill year. some seats. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't Tom Brady find that an appealing situation? Hey, fix up the offensive line a little bit. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Hunter Henry and that defense. I'll show you, Belichick. Right? I don't. You know, I I think there's. There's thoughts that cross people's mind, whether it's a coach or whether it's a player. Um, when you look at the success, I think they both embellish the, the what's mutually respect of what they've done together. And when you're trying, when you're talking about history, what they've done since '01 will never ever be duplicated. I don't care how long you wait. I can't I, imagine. My, I, I I just don't think it'll ever happen again in football. Um, so you have to understand. Do 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 we do we put that in jeopardy? Now, here's the other scenario. Do we come back and say, hey, let's have a conversation. Things didn't work out. We went to a bowl. We didn't win or we won this year or whatever the case may be. I want to play one more year. You give me every resource that I can go out there and play my best. If there's a free agent receiver, I want him. If it's an an offensive lineman, I want him. And I'm going to go out and we're going to win another Super Bowl together. And then we'll mutually say that was it. We had a great time. I'm going to retire. I'm going to be done. And you can do whatever you're going to do, and we can move forward. Wouldn't that just be the ultimate? Yes, uh, it would be. And I, patriot, you know what? I sincerely. The ultimate patriot thing to do? Yes. You, but then the question to me is why not fast forward that timeline and say, okay, we, we are where, well, when, it may not be, right? It's December 2nd. We are where we are right now. Antonio Brown was a Patriot for two weeks. That's a conversation. He's available right now. He could come it's join us luck. for the last. Do you think it's Maybe one it player? Is. Do you think one player can change I think that one thing? wide. I think to your point, if if it's go out and get me the one thing that I need right now. I have these young receivers. I've got Julian Edelman that I trust. You said, were saying that earlier. We've got the offensive line. Some well, you, pieces you missing, need, but some pieces need, have yeah, come back. We've got the best defense or one of the best defenses in the league. Right. Give me this guy. Let's see what we can do. Forget about a year from now. Let's see if we can win the Lombardi and then let me ride off. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, handsome Hank. If things start clicking now, we can go win a Super Bowl right. now. I that's completely what I, that's what agree saying, that you I'm, can I'm, win the Super Bowl I'm, this year. I'm, but I'm you can do it. Without, well, I'm saying without, without, without going to get 100 people. But, yeah, I'm saying we with, just need with one guy. guys to play better. But if it doesn't happen, then we can regroup. I'm going to take some time. You could take some time and be like, I'm going to do one-year deal. 
This is what it is. I said I wanted to play three more years. This is the third year. Coach, go out and give me X, Y, and Z. I promise I agree you. with you on they that can, one. They can pull a Joe Nate. Hey, I promise you, I'm going to deliver. I, right. Listen, everybody, people in New England, and I suspect you two probably think, you hate the Patriots. Yes, I like uh, that I root for the Steelers. <laughs> I don't I don't hate the Patriots, but I am resentful that you have that you have made us, that you have owned us, the Pittsburgh Steelers, on the level that the Steelers have owned the Bengals and Browns. It's embarrassing for me. You know, we, we, we puff our chests out in that part As of the country. Sure, it's a great organization. But Foxborough, that's the same sort of feeling there. And I will say this. There's six Lombardis hanging in Foxborough. I understand. There's and six it would hanging be, It would be shameful. There's six hanging where else? In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But it took it took multiple QBs for us to get ours. <laughs> that's the difference. But the, that's why. Not many. This guy, is gonna, this guy Tom Brady, is going to go down as the greatest quarterback of all time, perhaps the greatest football player of right. all time. And if they let if, – if the organization – and I feel like the key is not Bill Belichick. He might resent it, but I feel like Robert Kraft is the guy who gets that He's sense of history. He's the and I think he will say, like, Tom, you didn't have a great year. This was a little di- – even if they win, even if they don't – I'm with you. If anybody deserves the right to go out on their terms – and I know that Boston-based sports fans remember Rick Pitino sitting at the press conference and saying, hey, Bird and McHale and the Chief aren't walking through that door. So what? If you go for a quarter century and you don't make right. the playoffs, so be it. You also got all those Super Bowls. That's what you pay. That's the price you pay to have the greatest player in the history of the sport on right. your team. And shame the devil if you chase him out of the building a year earlier because he's lost and he, he's well, not as good as he wants. Right now, to be a mutual decision to leave or stay because there's no contract in place for next year. I like where your head's at. I still am not going to be surprised, though, if he winds up in, uh, with the uh, with the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. I think it makes sense because they think, will court him. And if he has little, that carrot to dangle. Little, I'll just give you one little one little nugget. Okay. Somebody really important to Tom Brady, who he spends every day with, his other half, mm-hmm. doesn't like doesn't like it out here in California. Is that true? So I thought you were gonna say she, wa- <laughs> she, she wants she loves it out here. Like she wants to get into acting so, and stuff. So so that probably she doesn't need to act, trust me. She, she, she's, <laughs> she's, she's okay. doing okay. So that may factor into <laughs> that decision too. You because you have to have that conversation with your wife, right? And your family. Hey, I'm thinking about X, Y, and Z and you know Hey, happy wife, happy life as well. So All you right. You can't be well, doing that, well Now you've disabused me of that one. I'm what about saying. Vegas? Does she like Vegas? I don't know. Vegas, I don't know. if, if that doesn't Vegas seem might like a, be a little too much. That's not. A, that would be a bad ending spot for right. Tom. Yes. Why leave? He's Why? the All-American. We'll figure it out. How about we figure out the end of the season? Let's see what happens this year, then we'll figure it out. I. That's where we close it. They're 10-2. and two. Let's relax, everybody. <laughs> they're going to very likely get a bye, and once they get a bye. Sky is falling. It's 10-2. and two. But it's the Patriots. It does feel that way a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Hey, Willie McGinnis, you got to run. Uh, so get out of here. I, I could I could spend another half hour with you on this. Oh, no, uh, I'll come back, man. Okay. Give me give me another invite, and I'll come okay. back and hang okay. out with you. Consider back. it extended. We'll uh, we'll work on getting that. I do have to say, I because people also as you walk out the door, Willie. Um, I just because you're here, I'm not trying to curry favor with you. That uh, that opportunity has come and gone a long, <laughs> long time gone. ago. As soon as I hung your 55 Browns jersey Still up, I imagine. Still jersey up. <laughs> well, that's right. That's for you. Sean O'Hara's has mustard on it. He spilled it on it at halftime eating a hot dog once. Um, but uh, but I really do say, as because uh, somebody tweeted at me um, towards the tail end of last week, as we compare six Lombardis versus six uh, six Lombardis, the Steelers have nine players from that era. I mean, shame the devil if 55 doesn't get in there already. And I don't want the time to slip away as we look at this 100th year business that I feel like that you, but when you start cobbling it together, Gronk's going, Vinatieri's going, uh, well, and Tom's going. What is what is Vinatieri going as? He spent more time in. It's weird. Oh. Now, right? I think he's well. They don't really do that no, like baseball. Like what hat are you going to wear? But what does he go in as though? He both. has to go in at. You can go in as both. Well, he made the Super Bowl kicks for your team, so yeah, he has he, that has that trumps anything he, won he did. Won a Super Bowl with, with Indy too, and he spent way more time there. He did. He he's was got, on that Super Bowl. Oh four. my! He was. Yeah. He's I guess I made Super Bowls. I'm just saying. I'm sheesh. Just, which, hall, which which ring of honor does he go in? Coach but besides Patriots? those three who went in, you think C, if Seymour gets in. Seymour should go in next year. Seymour was a finalist this year. I heard it was really close. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for Seymour. I, I haven't been a finalist, so 
Um, Ty Law went in. Revis is going to go in, and he's Reeves, not. I know he's Reeves not a Patriot. That's, he's going he in won as a, a Patriot. Super Bowl with you. That, doesn't matter. He's going in it. as a Jet. I, I suspect Patriots him. fans will count that as they, being a part no, of the No, they've got to claim that. So you've got Belichick, Brady. Um, and that's going to be it? That's all no, that's going to go? So they got to like out of some Still retrospect. Got Rodney, you got Rodney Harrison that could, that could possibly oh, get in. On. Don't start with 30 that. sacks, 30 interceptions. Rodney Harrison does not go in over you. No, Don't be I, so selfless. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, we got about four or five people that could possibly go in. <laughs> you think in Rodney Harrison's out there? Like, I, I listen, before, I, I appreciate it, but first put Willie in. I'm voting for him. I'm just saying. Okay, that's Seymour, nice of Seymour will probably be the next to go in. He probably should have went in this year. Yeah, but Harrison's going to go in as a charger. No, he's not. <laughs> On that note. All right, go ahead. Willie McGinnis, the great 55. Um, all right, handsome. I'd like to do it with Willie. Now I'll let you and me do it. But do you okay. want to talk about the here and now? Thanks, uh, thanks uh, 55. See you, Willie. I don't like that he blew up my uh, my conspiracy theory because uh, Giselle doesn't like L.A. That's a, I mean, that's that's a, good, a pretty that's strong – you would have, you'd imagine like a celebrity like her, L.A. would be, yeah, that's where we're going to live. Why not let's huh. move, move there a couple what years What about early. this one? They load up the roster down in Miami next year and bring Tom there. I mean, no, I don't think that's the plan. Do you think the Patriots – do you – I mean, the Ravens, I don't know anybody who would say – if you put them win, play, show in chances to get to the Super Bowl from the AFC side, Everybody would have the Ravens. I think people are enamored of Pat Mahomes a little bit too much, covering up all the all the uh, weaknesses of that Chiefs roster. But I bet you there'd be some buzz if you polled all of Football America that they would get some. And by the way, they did beat the the Ravens for what it's worth early in the season before Jenga piece Jimmy Smith returned and Marcus Peters got traded for. I mean, are the Patriots in the top three? I'd Most say that, likely, I'd say that too. probably. I would put them too. I mean, just because of everything that we just <laughs> talked about, all the them, them when it gets to January against those teams, I'm not going to count out Bill Belichick and say that they couldn't. It's it's Ravens, it's Patriots, and it's Chiefs in that order. You know what's crazy? The team that I said as recently as last week, I think that would have a chance to really shake up the AFC side is the Colts. But now they're tracking to not even make it. They may not make it. I mean, I thought, may not be. I don't think they're going to no. now the way things are shaping up. The Bills are intriguing, but if you throw a second-year QB I could just see the Bills having to play a team like the Chiefs in, in, on Wild Cup weekend in Kansas City, and it just, you know, not going well. Yeah, we'll see. They, and like I mentioned, their, their three-game uh, stretch coming up here is going to be pretty tough. I don't. Let's talk a little bit about from the outside. Uh, Spaghetti, did you think Willie, Mc, Willie McGee was good today? He was very good, and he dropped a little uh, a hint at the end too. That's that's fairly newsworthy. What's that? If I mean, if people were buying into your theory that that Tom Brady uh, will be going somewhere, and I will say this, um, I wanted to put it together in a diff- for a different show, but your predictions for 2019 have been fairly good. Um, so if you hit, <laughs> they have been. Have, they have been. Well, I said the really Eagles. Good. Good. Yeah, well, really I said good. the Eagles were going to win the division. Yeah, but you got the 49ers. You got the Rams. They still might, by the way. Um, but a few other ones too. But anyway, if you got this Tom Brady thing right, but Willie, you know, putting fire to that flame, uh, saying that his wife does not want to go to LA. But uh, so yeah, I think it was great seeing Willie again. We got well. You, you heard him say, "Invite me back." So that's on you now. Spaghetti. It, uh, no, I you don't I, want him I back. Take care of it. You can you can invite him back, and if it uh, if it makes you more interested, you can bring up the two Eli Super Bowls to him. No, I won't do that. You don't want to? No. All right. Um, Let's talk about uh, likely one team that you didn't mention as an AFC Super Bowl contender, the Pittsburgh Steelers, led by Duck Hodges. I don't. Here's the thing, handsome, and everyone within the sound of my voice. Everybody reaching out to me to let me know that this Steelers team isn't going anywhere, even if they do get into the playoffs. I adjusted my my view for this season. What was your, where did we leave up? What was your prediction on their record? Well, I, what did I say? Spaghetti? 10 and six or 11 and five. I think you said 10 and six. Did I really uh, I will go back, but I'm pretty sure check I, that out. Cause if it hits 10 and that six, that'll be quite a, that would be. Yeah. Here's the thing. I've modified expectation. Like I'm a bills fan or a Browns fan for this year. As soon as Roethlisberger goes out, I'm not expecting, Duck Hodges or Mason Rudolph to take them to the Super Bowl. If they get in, it's such a feel-good story. I'll love it. I, I mean, It'll be yeah, so that, great. It's feel-good for you. I would say that you know there are teams where you would say, well, that's a feel-good story. The Bills made the playoffs. That's a feel-good story. Okay. Uh, 
the Steelers making the playoffs even with Doug Are you Hodgins kidding? Really? It's not a feel-good story. I think the you're Steelers in the minority. Always, no, I'm not. The Steelers are always in the playoffs. No one is is like, oh, I'm really excited. It's such a feel-good story. The Steelers made the playoffs with Doug Hodges. Who cares? Oh, with That's, Lamar Jackson's a nice story, and the Bills will be a nice story, and I'm, Deshaun it's, Watson. It's That'll not, be enough. It's not a top five feel-good story. I disagree. This year's playoffs. Sorry. Why do you where, have to? Where are you now on? You hate you, ducks? No, I love I love Duck Hodges. I was I was the one. Remember, for a long time, you were all about Mason Rudolph, and and I wanted to know where you are now. Have you backed down from Mason Rudolph? Is oh, he's the guy for the for years to come, or yep. Duck Hodges? That see, that's unfair. Maybe Eddie Spaghetti wants to dig up some old sound to prove that that's what I said, but Money I really I, don't think I did say that. Money I, and I sat here with you, and we said uh, we're not quite sure that Mason Rudolph's the answer, and you were apoplectic with anger. I was absolutely not. I said, there's not a guy on the roster who's going to win them games. He's what you need is. And then coach Tomlin said he didn't kill us. That's exactly my worldview about this team. They don't have a guy on the roster. Who's going to win them games. You just make sure you don't lose the game. Don't throw terrible interceptions. And I feel that, you know, listen, uh, uh, Duck Hodges, I'm in. I'm I'm in on this. I don't think he's a world beater, but I like the I like the um, I think he is freed from any expectation. So therefore, yeah. he has no pressure on him. And so I, and I so like well, he that spot for he him. He does have some pressure on him, right? Because, I mean, yes, okay, he's not expected to do much. But the pressure on him is there is a playoff berth that they could secure. It's the sixth spot in the AFC. Do you think they do it? Well, somebody tweeted at me earlier today that uh, we want the Bills to win this week because who knows, maybe the Ravens will go into a tailspin, lose three in a row, and the Steelers will win three in a row, and the Week 17 game in Charm City will settle the division. Now, I'm not that crazy. But um, listen, it's it's exciting. The reason for football, the reason for sports is, and that's why I always say I feel bad for people who don't love sports because what they give you is, as we make our – uh, our individual journeys through the big blue marble for you know for f- the decades that we get to we get to walk the planet Earth. What you want in life is, in my opinion, is you want something to look forward to, whether it's tomorrow night or two months from now, and especially where it's cold and not to be snooty that it's usually sunnier and pleasant out in Southern California than it is in other parts of the country. But it's there's a reason why it seems like. Football matters more in a lot of those provincial areas because when winter falls, it gets depressing and it's a long stretch. And football season specifically can help grease the skids a little bit. And I think for the good people of Pittsburgh and for Buffalo and otherwise, what we're seeing now is that it now got kicked down the road one extra week. Now, instead of being down in the dumps and thinking like, wow, January is right around the corner and it's going to be minus two degrees. Instead, one more week to, to stay engaged. in your heart. That's right. Okay. I think that's legitimately. I like, what, I, I like that for the betterment of the people of, of cold places. I, I think it's good that they are in the playoffs. In general, as yeah. you go through life, though, it's not just about no, cold no, right. weather places. But yes, they're, they're, you know, they're people the longer, who... Actually, it comes back to, again, don't want to make it about my team. You're making it about your team at the moment. But it comes back. You ask me about it. I'm kidding. It comes back to the exact same thing I said to you before the season. Why would I spend time caring about a team that doesn't appear to care about me? Um, Which is why, literally, this was the first time where midway through the third quarter, when I looked at my phone, I was like, I was watching Red Zone. But I was like, maybe this is real. Maybe I should just tune in to see the Dolphins. And it gave me a little bit of joy for the first time this season. Did you guys, let me ask you what, but my reaction was like, uh, all right, yeah, that was out of line for uh, Freddie Kitchens to wear that T-shirt a couple of days before the game. The uh, Pittsburgh started a T-shirt. The fact that everybody in advance of the game and then after the game continues to make like that was what uh, impacted. Not, How much could that really, did the Steelers try harder because of that t-shirt that makes no sense? Hey, gave us some bullet. Some of the Steelers though said, yeah, bulletin board material. Why would you do that? Like did, did David DeCastro block harder because Freddie Kitchens wore a t-shirt? I don't don't get it. If the narrative around your team is that they're not very disciplined and then that was proven in the last game against that team. I don't, and, and that that falls to a first year head coach who has no experience even being a court. It just, it's not, I didn't think it was a very smart decision. Spaghetti? 
I I mean, I kind of like it that the league has, and you always say this too, stop trading jerseys and create actual rivalries and be angry with each other. So I, I was okay with Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, right. Shirt, and right. I, I think like people, like Steelers players were like, you know, that's bulletin board material. We needed that to see them wear that shirt to win this game. It's like, well, if that's what you needed, it's kind of strange. You <laughs> yeah, that game besides that, that. It should have been the thing that happened rather right. than the T-shirt that would make you most excited to win that game. Does in uh, by August of 2020, Freddie Kitchens, Jason Garrett, or neither have a job or have a head coaching job in the NFL? I think Jason Garrett has one, but it's not the one he has now. Really? You think somebody will hire yes, him? Yes, 100%. Really? There's so- not many. There's not many. I mean, you know, right now there will be, you know, whatever. There are always is six, six um, head coach head coaching vacancies. There are not. You tell name six guys that. Well, I don't, you know, forever it was Bill Cowher's name would be floated that, as well, oh, insert that, him to into that like spot. Three now, years, now that's, that's way, three years removed. Way too good. Yeah. Way, way too long now. What what happens if Garrett gets? He will. The Cowboys will be the NFC's champion probably, right? If you guys agree. I think I still think he could. He, I mean, if they if they, they crash out, if they win a playoff game, maybe he gets to stay. That's what I think. If they happen. if they lose, I don't think they're going to win a playoff game though. If they lose a playoff game, I think he's. I I know I'm crazy and I'm self validating here, but I still think that they're still built to make hay. And I think I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I, but but every time they don't, like, just ride twenty one. That's the answer. Zeke Elliott, and if you can get the January, they still are constructed in terms of individual talent out there to heat up the QB. And that matters more than any other element of a defense in January is the ability to rush the pass. Run the ball, heat up a QB, and you've got a quarterback that's just about good enough to to win games. Playmakers who will give you a couple of plays over the course of 60 minutes. It's weird. But then again, the Eagles are weird, too, that they're not good. But then again, we also circled the names Carson Wentz and Freddie Kitchens as the guys under the most pressure going into this season. I think Kitchens moves on. And if Kitchens is kicked out of the door, and I hate this. When you say moved on, sorry, you mean? I mean, he was fired. He gets fired. Yes. Mutually agreed to part ways or however you want to couch it. Um, Pursuing other opportunities. The guy who has become Bill Cowher, Sean Payton, the guy whose name is always like, what about that guy for a head coaching job? The guy who's become that in the last decade is Jim Harbaugh. Doesn't that make sense? Jim Harbaugh, you want to turn it around fast in Cleveland. You have this high-end collection of talent. A guy you know won't, uh, who uh, at minimum I think would deal well with the egos. And when I say egos, I don't mean that they're obnoxious, um, ego maniacal guys. I just mean they're they're egocentric. Right. They're, They're not egotistical. They're egocentric. Yep. Or maybe they are egotistical. I don't know. But either way, I feel like that would be a good fit for the Cleveland Browns. And I think that they're that they're a Jim Harbaugh away from 2020 being a year where they make yeah. uh, where they make a deep run. And here's the the you talk about spaghetti about rivalries being good for pro football. Let's put both Harbaugh's in the AFC North. I cool. I was secretly ho- hoping that the Giants do uh, mutually agree to part ways with Pat Shermer that Harbaugh would be a name in their short list. I like Rule and Lincoln Riley better, but I think if uh, Jim Harbaugh, I know years back when they hired McAdoo, they were, were thinking about the idea of bringing Harbaugh in, but that's when he went to Michigan, so it was a lost cause. But I'd be fine with Harbaugh. So but that, what that, happened this weekend with him makes him a little bit easier. Yeah, too, to and, and the other thing is, too, he's too volatile. He doesn't stick around very long, and I would think that the Giants, given the last decade of the turnover at head coach, that they would be like, we don't want another guy who right. we assume three or four years from now at best is going to probably Also, the Giants are further – like, if, if he is only going to stick with a team for that – three, four, five-year well, window, the Giants are not as close to being a complete organization as the Browns are. I think the, the Giants see, they could see Harbaugh as a very, like, a guy who can come in as a Giant and be a Giant head coach for, like, 15 years and be, like, the next, like, you know, legacy type of coach. I don't I don't think the Giants want to hire a straight-out-of-college coach. Like, I know Matt Rule's had time in the NFL with the Giants, but I don't think they want to hire a guy without head coaching experience of some sort. They're just one of those organizations that feel like... I think after the experience of Pat Shermer, if they do move on from him, that's like a... a NFL lifer and like, yeah, we can't keep doing this. We we like we need yeah. to make a splash in a guy who will be alongside Danny Dimes and Saquon for the next decade and grow together and all that kind of rhetoric. I think that Lincoln Riley makes all the sense in the world for obvious reasons to rejoin Baker, move up to Cleveland and deal with all that. 
I wonder, though, if the Browns are thinking sort of like, we don't want a guy who's never done this before. We just did that with Freddie Kitchens. I don't know if that's a that's the ideal fit for us. We need someone who, you know, they, they need a, an elder statesman to command respect, like a Mike Zimmer type. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't, I, you know, somebody like that. All right, let's not talk about the Browns because they're finished. Or the Giants. Or the Giants. Last thoughts, Spaghetti. Chances, I picked the Niners to win the NFC West before the season. It was a miraculous run by Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Bosa, and Dave Damashek. And uh, it looks like, for all their best efforts, that they probably are not going to be able to do it. We're recording in advance of the Vikings game in uh, in Seattle. If Seattle wins that, which I imagine they will. The Seahawks take... They're, they're in first place in that division, right? Yeah, and the Niners all of a sudden go from this wonderful story, it all is for naught, because then they spend the first round of the playoffs on the road. What that could set up is a game in Big D, which would be fun to see for historical purposes. That's true, purposes. but then also they, they couldn't be better built to win on the road in the playoffs. They've got all the pieces you need. So the Great Niners, defense, the Niners, game. wonderful three quarters of a 2019 regular season does not have to be doomed if they lose in New Orleans next week, in your opinion. It doesn't. I also don't think they will lose in New Orleans next week. I am with you. We'll get to those picks uh, in a couple of days here on the DDFP, but I'm with you. I think they go down there and, and take care of business against the those Saints. Uh, yeah, I mean, the reasons that we always believed in the Saints – their offense is not as strong as it was. And the defense, which looked great at the start of the season, appears to have kind of taken a couple steps back as well. Spaghetti, how long have we gone here? I want to throw a guess. Uh, 57 minutes. Okay. I'm going to go, feel, well, you know, it doesn't feel like this has been a breezy show. I'll go 41. 49. Oh. Oh, let's keep going, Dave. All right, we'll go a little bit longer. Which uh, Eddie, uh, uh, just to pull the curtain back, every every week we have to do a show. Eddie gives us a list of topics. We've hit on, I think, two of them. Should we talk about the all time team? Why, which one do you want to talk about? How was your Thanksgiving? Yeah, let's jump in. Time now for the food block presented by Bon and Viv Spike Seltzer. How was your Thanksgiving, handsome? Hank? My Thanksgiving was fun. I think last time we spoke, I uh, was with our friend Cole Wright, who right. was ironically wrong about on his take on uh, on turkey. Um, yes, he was. I continue to maintain that turkey, which we, you know, I cooked uh, with with uh, my wife. We had some friends over. We cooked a 17 pound turkey, and I've been eating turkey for five days, and it's like a, it's worse than chicken, worse than most of the other meats that you come up with. But I've been forced to eat it a bunch of times. Can I give you a tip? If you haven't tried this one yet, you're, you know, you're an Englishman. Although yep. you guys like your gravy more than I love some like. gravy. We didn't, the gravy went wrong. We had the, st everything worked out. Stuffing was great. All the little dishes that come with it. Um, but we got the gravy wrong. It wasn't as good as it should have been. Well, I, I went suggested over to, to my wife that she pour it into a jug and then pour it down the sink, which did not go down very well. <laughs> <laughs> I I went over to David Feeney's place and uh, he made a divine um, gravy. And that's really the key besides the turkey. Yeah. Everything else can get sideways. If you get the gravy right and the turkey right, it You're can fine. be delicious. And I don't know if you've ever done this, Handsome, if this is a thing over in the UK. But what's great is to take two pieces of bread and put the turkey in between that. Then pour the gravy over the top mm. of that. Of course. Then put – don't do the mashed potatoes. Get French fries. Put the gravy on the fries. Next stop, Cloud I'm Nine. You can thank me when you return to the planet Earth. Who's, so, making, who's making French fries on Thanksgiving? Right, that seems not on Thanksgiving. I'm telling you, you're making, your, you're making your you're making your leftovers. This is like day four, day four of turkey. That's right. Yep, that's um, what you do. You never have had a have you never had a, a hot turkey sandwich? Of course I have. You you know about that? Yeah. That's I, I'm trying to help people. Mo Damashek traditionally on the Friday or Saturday after Thanksgiving always would make a turkey tetrazzini. What the heck is a I tetrazzini? I don't know exactly. It was noodles and cheesy and turkey mixed into huh. it. It wasn't my favorite of all, but my, my sister Debbie loved it, so we always had turkey tetrazzini. I say that's at best your, that that's at best the second best you could do. Make the uh the uh open face or otherwise the hot turkey sandwich and just, you know, get some frozen fries or whatever you want. Put the gravy on them. Got the it. quality of those don't matter as much once you put the gravy to them. You see? Dave, talking about Bon and Viv's Spike Seltzer, I asked my kids afterwards. So we had some friends over on Thanksgiving, um, some 
two families who are also British and then one that's Australian. And I would say um, the one of them um, got slightly over-refreshed um, oh. on, on Thanksgiving. and, and How I, fun to have in your fun. house. It was great. Yeah, it was. But they were there for like eight hours. Um, and I asked my kids, like, do you enjoy Thanksgiving? And, and they referred to one of the people who, who potentially overdid it. And they were like, we think that maybe she should have stopped singing. She sung karaoke for oh my boy, without being asked for six hours. Oh, my God. And all this the kids were it. like, we're trying to watch TV. We're doing this. Why are you allowed to shout? And she was like, no, I'm in charge of the music. Um, <laughs> they didn't enjoy that at all. But so Bonham Vips, uh, they definitely. Um, I uh, like it on a twister, a, a holiday twister. Exactly. She's embracing the spirit the of Shecker season. Of, exactly. That's what see. That's what you're allowed. They're kicking no, it off. Yeah, the only you're only limited by your own imagination in Shecker season. Do whatever you want. There's no. There's no. Uh, no one's going to hold your feet to the fire. Not at, uh, maybe January second they will. But yeah, right. That's not something to worry about right now. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, you don't want to start thinking. Ahead. Spaghetti. You had. You were with uh, Ricky Hollywood. Yeah, I went to uh, Ricky Hollywood's house. And Emma VP. Emma VP. Emma was what? There. Emma VP. She was. Remember there. her? She used to work here. She, yeah, really? she, she sat, sat right where Spaghetti is sitting now. I, all yeah. I can remember is Eddie. Uh, nice, nice young girl. You know, good writer. Nope. No. Okay. Anyhow. There, yeah. I uh, I had the duty of uh, actually carving the turkey this year. Ooh. So I, I ate the most turkey I'll probably ever have in Big my boy. life. Yeah. I, well, I that's what happened. It, grabbing it, and like we had all like the juices in the pan. So I was like, you I was eating all the good. Some up. And I felt so bad because like all my friends, and if they listen to this, like I was definitely cutting it and like grabbing with my hands, eating it, like putting my hand in my mouth and taking the same hand and just putting the clumps of turkey in the bowl for everyone else to eat. So it's probably a little gross, but I, I ate a ton of food. Um, still did the next couple two days after. I made pie, sweet potato pie. Um, a lot of the thing I realize is that if you put out appetizers way early, people fill up on those and the booze, and then your food, your dinner food, is like the stuffing, the gravy, the, uh, the vegetables, all that stuff is just left in excess. You have way too much. Right. Feeny's so. friend uh, brought uh, Italian cold cuts. Ooh, that's nice. Oh, I mean, before you even get down for the feast, you know, it was it was prosciutto and. Gabagool and all those kind of ones, you know. Yeah. I like to eat them. That the best. That's a great question for a future food block. If you have to, you can only have one. Do you go Jewish deli or Italian deli? No, it's, it's, it's Italian. It's Italian easily. A, a little either mozzarella or uh, burrata. You don't like a good, you know, pesto. A little, you put a little pesto so on top. Spaghetti's Chop, doing his hand. I'm from Staten Island. I'm doing. I'm doing the sauce with my hand <laughs> while I talk about it. Yeah, roasted red peppers, sun-dried tomatoes. A little. Uh, you could do pesto or balsamic vinaigrette, Italian bread. Stop is the talking, best. Eddie. I'm really hungry. Oh, I am too. I could Let's go. go. It's a really good spot, go. not too far from here, on Lincoln. I know a really good spot. I know the one. Bay Cities. Uh, oh, no, Bay, no, Cities. Bay Cities. That's old news. There's, one, sure. there's an Italian one on Sepulveda just down on the left really? side. Oh, it's so good. Well, it's I know which one market. you're talking it's about. A little market. Yeah. Domingo's, right? Might be called that. Uh, very quickly, um, we talk Patriots. We'll do – let's do that as uh, for our fresh takes. Spaghetti later in the week. Um, let's talk about the front seven defenders. Okay. Well, or put a pin in that. Here's one. Is Mike Tomlin coach of the year handsome? Quick answer. No, no, I agree. He's not the coach of the year. It's got to be in the division. It's got to be Jim Harbaugh, right? It's probably Jim. I mean, like it's a it's such a weird um, award that one because there are people doing more with less, which would be the the reason for Tomlin. There's two ways you can go, right? It's either you're doing more with less, or you're the best team and you're you coach Lamar Jackson and and they won a bunch of games. Or there's like the Bill Belichick. Well, it doesn't really count because we've given it to him before and we just expect it. It's just it's a strange yeah, right. award that one. That right, victim of his own success and all right. that is is Belichick. Harbaugh makes a ton of sense, but I also think that Greg Roman is the guy. He'll get the assistant coach of the year. I'm trying to think. Sean McDermott, I guess, would make sense, but it's also the hand that he's had. And and also keep in mind where he was two years ago. He was sort of like a a punchline for having pulled Tyrod Taylor and putting Nate Peterman in. And, you know, he stuck with it and the Bills stuck with him. And now they're tracking towards the playoffs. That is a great story. I don't know if on the NFC side. Shanahan maybe if they win the division. Yeah, I guess so. If they end up winning that division. But again, that's like kind of an executive level kind of thing because it would be John Lynch who would deserve at least 50% of those kudos for building that defense. I'll, uh, I'll throw a name out there and I'll combine topics. If, uh, if they make a, 
the playoffs, the Mike Vrabel switching quarterbacks midseason. Tannehill goes off on a tear. Derrick Henry does this thing he does every year where he comes on late. If they run him all the way to the playoffs and make it, Vrabel's a guy I would think about voting for. That's very interesting. And I also decided that uh, off of Joe Biden's new campaign um, bus that he's driving around the country that is labeled uh, the No Malarkey Tour. <laughs> I think that that's what the Bills should adopt, too. I mean, the Titans. A little mean-spirited. Mike Malarkey didn't do anything bad to to any of those guys. But still, it's it's an opportunity they shouldn't pass up on. Um, And, okay, one more here. Biggest disappointment. Chargers, Eagles, Cowboys, Browns, Spaghetti, you go first. Maybe because I'm local and we did some stuff in the offseason with them and we're very well connected, obviously, with money and and uh, Dale and Jeremiah. I think it's probably the it's probably the Chargers. I just uh, I think I built them up in my head to be this like really good team. Uh, they were the best offensive team and defensive team scoring wise last year. And their roster on paper, you could argue, is the best in the NFL. Uh, so for them to see them struggle this way and to see Phil Rivers kind of fall from grace, too, is kind of hard to watch. It is sad to yeah, see that. that. As we as we forecasted, my or my concern at least was, what if they finally get to where they need to be in terms of a roster and Phil Rivers is the weak link? I don't think it's exactly fair to say that about the Chargers because they, once again, the football gods smote them with injuries. You take Derwin James out of the mix, that's and bad. That, the that offensive, offensive line got been, ruined yeah, before they ever decimated. got off the ground. I don't, I don't blame Phil for it. I'd never blame Phil for it. For me, it's the Cowboys. I, I mean, Dave, you, both you and I predict the Cowboys I win the Super Bowl. You think and that's as over you just hinted, I'm not, I'm not putting that one away yet. Like, oh, good. They've been disappointed. All right. Well, Ride or die. Six and six now. As I said, it's December second. I could see them, you know, grinding out some wins now, and then I don't know. Maybe this is just my my um, optimism, but I could. I think they're built to win in January if they get in the playoffs. Well, I'll, I, the Browns, from the perspective of marketing departments who threw millions of dollars at <laughs> Baker Mayfield and otherwise, that the, the Cleveland Browns are a big disappointment. Um, but uh, as I said in January when they said, yeah, Freddie Kitchens is our guy. I said, the guy's never done it before. This is the guy? You sure? This is the one guy you want? You can tell Baker Mayfield is a volatile personality by himself. Then you start getting all the other guys up there. So I'm not that surprised by that one. It's the Eagles for me. The Eagles, Mm. because Jason Garrett hasn't done it. He's never gone to a Super Bowl. And so you were kind of, um, you you know, you, you were saying Dak's going to do it and Zeke will be comfortable with the new deal and the defense is, is ripe and should be ready to roll. Doug Peterson did it. He took them to a Super Bowl two years ago and then they spend on Carson Wentz and the roster appears to be loaded and the offensive line should have been a position of strength and they get Jordan Howard as a gift, it felt like, from Chicago. Then they throw in Miles Sanders and it looked like, well, what ailed them last year ain't going to be a problem this year because they got thunder and lightning in the backfield again and I know injuries and otherwise, but to me it's the the wildly disappointing Carson Wentz led and I know he was under a heap of pressure but I guess the only silver lining for Eagles fans is is that their postseason hero Nick Foles isn't doing any better down in Jacksonville now benched for Gardner Minshew the rest of the way apparently it's another name who's gonna want Nick Foles anybody gonna want him next year there'll always be somebody there you go Nick Foles Full, full circle I like what Foles Willie said. Willie, Willie, Willie kind of talked. Uh, I think that was a good pep talk for Patriots fans. No matter what happens this year, we'll just play Willie's sound all through the offseason as long as Brady's returning. Yeah, I and, like as that. Well, and we'll be able to watch it in real time as they load up with those free agents that he's talking about. Hey, what a treat to get Willie McGinnis. And also, I bumped into him in the hallway and Handsome said, I'd love to do it. I said, I don't want to I don't want to take up too much of your time because we'll talk to you again on Wednesday with Matt Money Smith, as we do every week, as we project what the games are going to go like in the upcoming week. But Handsome said, I'd love to do it as well. When I heard Willie was going to be here, I didn't want to miss it. Perfect. Perfect. I'll take that as a backhanded uh, compliment. But all right. That's fine with me. Beggars can't be choosers. All right. So for Willie McGinnis for Eddie Spaghetti, there's the music, and of course for handsome Hank Hodgson fun week of football for most, well, for about half the teams. Yeah, say like exactly a, about half, right now, if you want higher seeding in the playoffs, maybe your team did you a favor maybe, and maybe your Dolphins did them a favor too anywho, talk to you in 48 hours until then, thanks so much football fans, it's been a thin slice of heaven
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.